Good morning, everyone. Thank you for coming to my podcast, FISBRO Podcast. My name is Renee, and of course, and still I rise. I'm still continuing uh, my volume and my um, purpose of living on purpose. Um, I have volumes that I've been doing and living on purpose and the subtitles. And I think it's just so important to share with you all, living on purpose is more than a notion. It's more than just saying, oh, I'm living on purpose, or well, I'm, I'm doing my purpose, or this is my purpose, or this is my ministry. When you live on purpose, you live every day, every day. You live it, you breathe it, you sleep it. It's every day. It's part of the great anointing that God has put on your life to do this. So it's an everyday thing, living on purpose. And this week, I'm going to talk about fasting consecration. Um, I have a lot of um, several uh, information that you can also go on my um, website blog, which is Fistrow blog.home.blog and you can read everything on there but I just want to highlight a few things um, regarding consecration because it's so important um, fasting and sustaining yourself from food and drink which is the definition fasting abstain from all or some kind of food or drink God has desired me, I'm talking about as far as me, myself, and I. God has desired fasting to be part of my everyday life. Um, Not just uh, once a week, a month, a half a year, or a year event. God wants fasting to be part of my life like I do my self-care every day. And trust me, I do my self-care love every day. Just like I brush my teeth, you know, I take a shower, you know, I get up and I go to the bathroom. That's part of my everyday life. God wants my consecration and my fasting to be part of my everyday life. It's so powerful to me when God had told me this every day. Understanding not everything, but I'm going to walk in it. Fasting is a spiritual discipline that is taught in the Bible. Jesus expected his followers to fast, and he said that God rewards fasting. Fasting, according to the Bible, means to voluntarily reduce or eliminate your intake or food for a specific time and purpose. Let me reread that. Fasting, according to the word of God, means to voluntarily reduce or eliminate your intake of food for a specific time and purpose. And I jotted down several reasons why we fast, the benefits 
of fasting, the rewards of fasting. And let me just say this. I don't consecrate myself because I know God's going to give me a great reward or, oh, I'm doing this because God is just going to do great and mighty things. He's going to do great and mighty things. But by me consecrating myself and being obedient to consecration and fasting, it's one of the benefits is seeking God's direction. And when you seek God's direction and consecration, it will become clear. Moses fasted with the Lord 40 days, leaning on God for direction, wisdom, guidance, and writing the Ten Commandments. Seeking God's direction. I'm just going to highlight a few more and you can read the rest on my blog. Um, Fasting for freedom. The purpose of fasting is so much deeper than simply just giving up food for a while. It's deeper than that. It's deeper than that. You can give up food, but it's more than giving up food. It's being in your word, getting into a quiet place and seeking God. Because when you seek him, you're going to find him. He's going to be there for you. Fast for intimacy with God, not praise for man. And that scripture is Matthew 6, 16 through 18, how the the hypocrites, um, you know, fasted and had this sad look on their face and was like, oh, we're fasting. Look at us. They already received their reward. God doesn't want us to fast like that. We don't have to tell everybody that we're fasting. We don't have to look with a down countenance on our face. We can look up and be glad when we're fasting, when we're not eating, when we're, you know, not drinking. You know, we can fast with a smile on our face. I know I do. And I know a lot of times my flesh gets hungry But that's the thing about fasting. We have to discipline this flesh. We have to discipline this flesh. And by fasting and consecration, this flesh will be disciplined. This is a everyday, this is a 24-7 thing. Taming this flesh. And consecration and fasting will help do that. I'm going to highlight one more. And um, as I stated earlier, you can read the rest. Grow in spiritual strength. You grow spiritually when you consecrate yourself unto the Lord. When you fast unto the Lord. It's just a powerful thing. And of course, it's going to be uncomfortable because the flesh wants what the flesh wants. The flesh wants what the flesh wants. Oh, I want this. It's never, ever satisfied. The flesh is never satisfied. Let me say that one more time. The flesh is never satisfied. Fasting is a way to get intimate with God like never before. 
Do you need God to do something or do some things for you that just can't be removed just by prayer alone? I dare you to consecrate with your whole heart and see won't God come to your rescue and deliver you out of what you've asked him for. Fasting is faithfulness to God. Thank you, Jesus. Fasting is faithfulness to God. Lord Jesus, we thank you for this day. Lord, I thank you, oh God, for being a voice, oh God, for being a vessel that's being used by you, oh God, to enlighten, to enrich, to encourage those that need it, oh God, to deliver, oh God, to set free, oh God, to save, oh God. Lord Jesus, you'll do the saving, you'll do the deliverance, and you'll be doing the setting free, but oh God. But allow me to be a vessel, oh God, to speak the powerful word, to be the oracles of God in my life, oh God. Allow me to speak the oracles of who you are, oh God, that someone may be saved, someone may be set free, someone may be delivered. In Jesus' name, thank you, oh God. In Jesus' name, amen. I thank you all for coming. And next week, you know I'm going to have a word for you, a powerful word. And also, I just want you to know, just be encouraged. There's so much that's going on out in the world. Be encouraged. Know that God got your back and he's with you to deliver you. And just know, as I say every week, all is well. Good morning, everyone. Thank you for coming to my podcast, The Row Podcast, which is my nonprofit spelled backwards. This is Renee, and I want you to know today. And as always, and still, I rise. I always say that after my name because I want you all to know, in spite of whatever I'm going through, whatever situation may come in my life, whatever challenging obstacle that I'm dealing with, at the end of the day, and still, I rise. So I just want you to take that and I just want you to inhale that, put it in your spirit and still I rise. Whatever you're going through, you tell yourself and still I rise. So that might be one of my podcast shows also. Last week we talked about, um, I talked about with you all, expectation. Expect the great from God. He is longing and wanting to give us the great. But we have to be in position and we have to be in alignment with him to receive the great from him. This week, I want to talk about anticipation. And as you know, I always do my definition so you can kind of understand where I'm going and you can have that at the forefront. Anticipation is the action of anticipating something, expectation, or prediction. My anticipation for God grows more and more each day. 
I was fellowshipping with my prayer partner. She lives out of state. <laughs> and I was telling her, I said, you know, I live on purpose every day. And I shared with her, I says, you know, I don't just say, oh, my purpose is my ministry. And I'm not uh, saying that it's not because I have ministry and that is my purpose. So I don't want to be vague about that. But I don't just say, oh, my purpose is my ministry or I'm a powerful woman of purpose, which I am. But it's such a difference when you live on purpose. And this is what I was telling her. I purpose, purposefully, purposefully live <laughs> on purpose every day. That's the difference. That's the difference. And I, as I was studying and praying about this um, anticipation, I wrote down the four powerful principles of anticipation. Anticipation is an expression of faith. Anticipation is about preparing and making room for what you know is yours by faith. It is getting ready for what God has told you is coming. And let me give you an example because I have like several examples. So I'm just going to give you one example and then you can go on my blog, um, which is um, Fisro Home Blog, or I'm sorry, Fisro Blog Home Blog. And you can go on there and look at the different principles um, of faith and the other blogs and the whole thing. You can just look at and, you know, just be blessed by, you know, all the information that I have, all the encouragement, enrichment that I have for you guys. So one of the examples of anticipation is Noah began building the ark, a large boat, in anticipation of a flood. Hebrew tells us by faith by faith Noah when warned about things not yet seen in holy fear built an ark to save his family isn't that something by faith Noah did this and then we can go to that scripture and put it in connection with that scripture, Hebrews 11 and 1. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Anticipation is an expression of faith. Anticipation comes with evidence, visible, and it's powerful. Let me read that again. Anticipation is an expression of faith. Anticipation comes with evidence. It is visible and it is powerful. The second principle is anticipation will attract opposition. Anticipation will attract opposition. Anticipation is so powerful, people, that the enemy will try to prevent it. Antici anticipation attracts 
resistance. I'm well aware of this. Now, even though we are anticipating and expecting God to do great things and have great things for us and in alignment for us, just know there's going to be some resistance, of course, as you know, from the enemy. You know, so as I always say, a little rain must fall. Can't always be sunshine. This is how we grow. This is how we mature in God. Thank you, Jesus. Anticipation is so powerful that the enemy will try and prevent it. Anticipation attracts resistance. Nehemiah discovered that when Judah's enemies schemed to stop him leading the rebuilding of Jerusalem's city walls and gates, and you know, Nehemiah was up there building, building, staying focused, and, and they want him to come down, come on down. You know, you ain't got to do that right now. And I'm just saying this in layman terms. So come on down. You can do that later. But Nehemiah stayed focused on the eyes and the word of God and continued to build and continued to stay focused for his the anticipation of what God had put in his spirit to do. Anticipation will be bold and audacious at times. And at other times, anticipation will consist of taking the next small steps by faith, sometimes an act of warfare in the midst of trial, delay, and darkness. So anticipation has many areas and many principles within itself. This is a powerful thing. I'm telling you all, this thing I am experiencing anticipation and this is it's wonderful it's beautiful don't get me wrong this is a beautiful thing anticipating and waiting for God to see what he's going to do and see his greatness but just know it comes with resistance it comes with you know wait a minute are you anticipating but it has to be a tug of war it has to be a tug of war And in the end, of course, you know, God is going to win. But we also have to do our part and stay focused and be, just be focused and be, have our head and our eyes straight ahead. Because if we take our eyes off God, that's when things start happening. You know, and then you be like, well, what happened? I know I do. I'm just going to, you know, I'm transparent. So I sometimes I do that and I'm like, oh my goodness, what happened? And I'm just like Peter, I start drowning and asking God to save me. Save me, God. So when the going gets tough, you may feel like giving up. There are times when you are in the process of moving towards your destiny or a God-given project or dream, and you need to persevere. You need to persevere. Power is released when you continue anticipating during difficult times. I want to read this again. Power is released when you continue anticipating during difficult times. 
stay focused, guys. Stay focused. We can do this. We going to do this. Number three, God restores anticipation. When anticipation has been lost, God's plan is to restore it. So don't give up. If you feel that you've lost or you feel that, oh, I'm not, this is not worth it. You know, ask God to give you a made up mind to walk this thing. And God will do that because this anticipation comes with a lot of things. It comes with the good, it comes with the bad, and it comes with the ugly. But we as people of God, we are soldiers in the army of God. We have to fight when we don't want to fight. We have to stand tall when we want to just hide in a corner. But we have to ask God to give us strength to stand in spite of our fears, in spite of our insecurities, in spite of our loneliness. We have to stand. And that's when the strength of God comes in as a mighty Russian wind. I'm telling you all this because I have experienced this and am experiences. So that way I can tell you. And number four, anticipation leads to breakthrough. Come on now. Anticipation leads to breakthrough. To anticipate is to position for God's purpose. Anticipation is about alignment. And I'm going to read one sample of this anticipation. And you guys can read later on my website. Anticipation is David running towards Goliath. A slingshot and stone in his hand. If that's not anticipation, I don't know what is. Your anticipation and acts of obedience lead and empowered by the Holy Spirit will bring breakthrough as you take possession of God's promise by faith. This is what I was saying earlier. You know, we have to anticipate God's presence. We have to anticipate God coming forth and coming as a mighty rushing wind. I'm telling you, when you get your mind made up, when your mind is made up and you're seeking God, let me tell you something. You better be ready. You better be ready for the Shekinah glory to come down. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. God, we thank you. We praise you for this day. God, I thank you for another podcast where I can encourage, where I can love, where I can heal those, oh God, who need, whoever needs a breakthrough, oh God. Allow them to listen to this, oh God. Allow them to say, what must I do to be saved? I thank you all again for coming and to listening to my podcast. You know, I'll be coming back next week with a powerful word and a powerful anointing of God. Until then, just be safe. I love you. And you all know that all is well.